This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. At the top of our agenda today, women at the top. First time in our nation's history that a woman will be a major party's nominee. There are still ceilings to break for women and men, for all of us, but don't let anyone tell you that great things can't happen in America. Well, and in Canada too, that of course is Hillary Clinton. And the Ontario government has set out targets to ensure that those remaining glass ceilings for women are broken. Queen's Park wants to see women make up at least 40% of all appointments to every provincial board and agency by 2019. And Premier Kathleen Wynne wants businesses to set a target of appointing 30% of spots on their boards uh, of directors to women by the end of next year, by the end of 2017. That is a pretty tall order that, given that women made up only 12% on public boards, and even that number's a bit deceptive because, according to Catalyst, nearly 50% of the companies listed on the TSX had 0% of women on their boards. So is setting guidelines like this a good idea, and why do we still need them? In 2016, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, on the line, I have Beatrix Dart, the Executive Director of the Initiative for Women in Business at the Rotman School of Business at U of T. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Libby. Well, what do you think of these targets? Well, first of all, I have to uh, commend uh, the Premier Kathleen Wynne for stepping up and actually making a bold call to action. I would think that nowadays, because it's 2016, just to quote uh, Justin Trudeau, we shouldn't have to worry about gender parity, but unfortunately we still do. Um, and the, the goal she set for 40% on the Crown Corporation's should be certainly achievable. Actually, the Crown corporations do very well in terms of having female representation. Um, and as you might or might not recall, actually, the province of Quebec set a goal in, or, or mandated actually in 2011 that all public uh, Crown corporations need to have gender parity, and they were able to achieve that in that year. So I think there is uh, certainly room for government action, unfortunately, to move the needle is the market by itself doesn't seem to do it. Uh-huh. And uh, you think, uh, you know, I gather these are targets. These are, are not necessarily quota, going to be enforced. So, yes, and we have to differentiate between target and quota. Absolutely correct. Many companies have set targets, which is very amenable, and all the research has shown that if a company at least sets a target, they actually 
create action to move towards it. So that is already a very first important step to have even a target. Quota would be something uh, enforced, usually externally by governments, and some governments have done so. Quite a few countries in Europe have set quota for women on boards, like Norway, for example. Um, and they felt forced to set those quota because the companies didn't voluntarily move towards a target. So at some point, there's a role for government to step in if the market conditions are distorted as they seem to be and women just get hold back based on sort of general generations of stereotypes and biases. Well, it's it's interesting, you know. I, uh, you know, that number for publicly listed companies on the TSX only twelve percent, and according to Catalyst, fifty percent, nearly fifty percent, have zero women on their boards. How do you explain that? Yeah, that is a very sad statement. Unfortunately, true. On the positive side, just to highlight very briefly, the Canadian banking sector, they actually have done very well. Um, all the banks, most of the banks have more than 30% of women on the boards. Not parity, but at least moving in the right direction. Um, the companies who have no women on the boards, we, we looked at the explanation for that. As you might know, they are now um, expected to submit a statement with their public filing which is called the comply or explain, give us an explanation why you are not having more women in your senior roles and on board. And the number one excuse, if I may say so, uh -huh. coming up is, well, we can't find anyone. There's, you know, we are merit-based and we can't find anyone qualified. I'm just wondering how hard they really look. The other point is that most of these companies who don't have any women on their boards also have very, very low what we call board renewal. Like just, they don't have any term limits or age limits. Most of the directors of these companies have been sitting on those boards for ages. Um, and so there's no board renewal, which also doesn't provide any opportunity to bring in fresh blood, let alone women board directors. Okay. Uh, I want to know what our listeners think, whether you think this is a good thing, something not necessary, something that smacks of the old affirmative action. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It's interesting that you mentioned that excuse they can't find any women because... Uh, I have been in conversations many times where the, with business people, and they say exactly that with a straight face. And, and you know, sometimes th these are social situations, and you look around the table, and I'm thinking, you know, there are at least three women sitting here right. no, <laughs> who no. would be perfectly qualified. Not only that, there are so many, call it lists, of board-ready women now available. There are so many associations who have been sincerely making an effort to put forward names of women they feel are qualified. I think this shows another issue, which is the lack of willingness to maybe take a chance on somebody, right? Somebody who might have not been tried and tested yet. But quite frankly, most of the senior board directors sitting on many boards, and I'm thinking about the male ones, had somebody take a chance on them at some point in their careers, too. So what happens? You know, at some point, you have to allow somebody who hasn't had that uh, external board experience before they join this particular board to take a chance on them. And I think that might be 
a change of behavior and attitude we need to call for. Well, uh, I have a, a slightly darker view of a lot of this, and that is that uh, oftentimes, I, I hate to say this, that when board members are selected, I think, and obviously I can't prove this, that they're also selected as people who will support the course of, of management and will support things like the salary recommendations of management. And, uh, you know, if the management is males, I think they go to people that they know. Am, am I wrong? Am I way off base? Am I cynical? No, I think a lot of you know, current board directors would say, well, who do we want our board to join? Who is not a troublemaker? Exactly. Who is not somebody who we need to worry about, that they are very controversial. So who can vouch for this person? And that leads to, well, the old boys network. Exactly. Um, Beatrix, let's take a call. We've got Greg in Brampton. Hello, Greg. Hello, Libby's. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well? Basically, what I wanted to say is, uh, as far as uh, bringing more women into boards or in uh, positions of power in, in business, I don't have a problem with that if they're qualified. Uh, the same with uh, businesses and, and boards saying they need more minorities on it. If someone is qualified, I don't care what they are, male, female, uh, not originally from this country. If someone is qualified, then they deserve a position. But as far as setting quotas or saying that we need, you know, more gender equality in whatever uh, position a business is. I have good friends that are very high up in major companies that are women, and they're qualified for it. But just to say that we need more women in general, uh, or in the case of minorities, the same type of thing. I've seen it happen in, in many businesses that I've been either associated with or involved with in my lifetime. Yeah, well, I think that um, what Beatrice has been saying and, and what I just pointed out is that often uh, there are people who are qualified, but maybe the people doing the hiring don't know them, they are worried that they're troublemakers, they're not in the same network, and, and that can lead to a lack of opportunity for women or for minorities. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, there's the, in, in, in a lot of uh, fields, there's the old boys club uh, routine. Um, but again, if, if the companies are progressive, and look for someone that is qualified. And certainly there's ways of finding out whether people are qualified or not. Uh, my point is just simply that to say we need more gender equality, I don't agree with that. I agree with um, anyone qualified should be able to get a position. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay, then. Greg and Brampton, thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Uh, Beatrix, what do you make of what Greg was saying? I, I was listening to it and I was thinking, yeah, that is the whole merit discussion story. The part I, I have trouble with is there are lots of qualified women and men, obviously, but as you pointed out, it is the access and getting the chance to prove yourself that you are indeed available and ready to go. That's why there are now 
these various associations putting together lists of board-ready women. Absolutely, we don't want anybody who's not qualified to, to uh, advise senior decision makers. I couldn't agree more with Greg on that point. Um, but the point we are trying to make is that, yes, we have a lot of ready women to go onto boards. They are just not getting a chance and are not looked at, looked at at all as a candidate. Now, those lists of women, does that smack of Mitt Romney and the binders of women? <laughs> that's a good comparison. Uh, that smacks of desperation that the needle hasn't moved on in terms of board appointments for women. Um, I, I think women are trying to raise their hand, uh, just to even counter the arguments of, well, we are a very specialized engineering or a natural resource company. Honestly, there's no woman out there who's qualified enough to sit on our board. That is just not true. And again, you know, that's as a, in response to these kinds of statements, associations have started to put together, here's my list of 40 or 50 women who are completely qualified. They bring A, B, and C, and they check all those boxes other than they have not served yet on an external board. Okay, uh, so before we wrap up, uh, what do you think the chances are of public companies meeting this target of 30% by the end of next year, the end of 2017? It will be a tall order, but some companies have already um, managed to get to that target. As I said, the um, the banking sector is certainly a shining example. Many of the professional services firms have moved along in that direction as well. And uh, we have started a campaign, which is called the 30% Club Campaign, uh, originated from the UK, but the chapter here got launched in Canada last fall under the leadership of Victor Dodik, who is the CEO of CIBC. And the idea is to get more CEOs and board chairs to commit to it. And I think we need those senior decision makers to, make their, to have their commitment to bring more women onto boards and into senior roles. And so we hope to get a good number of those companies, the CEOs and board chairs, to agree to that because that will truly move the needle. Okay. Sounds good. We'll check back with you uh, in a bit to see how this is all actually going. Beatrix Dart, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Louis. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.